0: I don't know if anyone will ever hear this recording. Maybe it's already too late, but I have to try to warn the world about what's coming. Just kidding. Seriously though, this is the first time I'm looking into something that might be related to my other job all on my own. So I thought I should keep a record of what's happening. You know, in case I forget some of the details, It all started with a message from Professor Nathaniel Peasley saying he has some kind of information about my friend, Javier Castillo. He also mentioned some kind of deadline. Now, I never mentioned Javier to Dr. Peasley, but he obviously has sources of information that aren't available to most people. Unfortunately, if Peasley's involved, it probably has something to do with the chroniclers. I was really hoping we were done with them. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast.
1: River, you stand before Professor Nathaniel Wingate Peasley's door at the university. His telephone call to you left you maybe a bit curious, maybe a little bit disturbed, but seems like curiosity seems to be the push for you getting your appointment to chat with him. His antique redwood door opens up and inside you see his familiar smiling face as he rises to greet you. There's another person sitting on the love seat to the left. You recognize it as Neville. Ah, hello, Redacted. It is good to see you. Hello, Dr. Peasley. Neville, how are you doing? Neville looks up at you. Ah, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I've got my own place now, thanks to Dr. Redacted. Well, that's good. Come in, sir. I've I've got some, some things I would like to discuss with you. Um, would you like a uh, scotch, a brandy, some tea? Water?
0: Oh, let's stick with tea. I have to drive home.
1: I'll keep the hottest stuff nearby if you decide that that's something that you will be needing later. Goes about and pours you a a cup of tea. Neville moves from the love seat and uh, sits down at one of the chairs in in front of Peasley's desk. There's another one for you there. He reaches out and uh, shakes your hand, and he's grabbing your hands with both hands. He seems genuinely happy to see you. So, um, how have things been for you?
0: Oh... Well, if you'd asked me a couple weeks ago, I would have said they're doing just fine. We had a bit of a, uh, oh, a ruckus, I suppose you could say. Oh? Yeah, um, we had to go overseas and deal with some things. Oh. Oh, well,
1: I hope everyone is okay. I mean, it is dangerous abroad.
0: Well, I wish I could say we were. No. We all survived, at least. Okay, well, that, that's certainly good. Can't say we're all in one piece, though. No. I'm so sorry to hear
1: that. He looks down. Well, I, I... 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 He seems at a loss for words. Professor Peasley puts down the tea in front of you on the desk and places another in front of uh, Neville. You know, sits back in his seat and it makes that comforting, creaking noise from an old, well-loved office chair. So, uh, Dr. Dub, um, I wanted to reach out to you because I came across some information that, that might be of, uh, worry or of concern for you.
0: For me personally?
1: Yes. Um, and he reaches into his desk, slides open a drawer, and pulls out a, you know, yellow manila folder. He takes out a picture, and it is a missing person's photocopy. And it is a picture of you. And then he places another one alongside of it, and it is uh, Javier Castillo. The dates are recent, though the picture for you for missing, the dates are from when you were in Afghanistan.
0: Where did you get these?
1: These were put up on the telephone poles around the universe. There's a few more. We have quite a few areas of hiking. It seems as though that some folks signed in for a hike and headed out and uh, did not return. Normally, I don't care for these things. Um, people go missing. Hopefully, some. sometimes I wish that the mountain lions have returned and taken them and, you know, next thing you know, then we are down one less poor, poor soul on this planet. But mountain lions are fed. But uh, I've known you personally. The picture of you is a, not a necessarily stock picture of you, but it is a picture that someone can find online from your job. It's kind of you and your, your work outfit.
0: Uh, does it say anything about who to contact?
1: Yes. Uh, there is a phone number, but there is no name. And then it also talks about the Marin police.
0: May I have these?
1: Oh, yes, yes. I have more. And he pulls out and he's got a small stack. I've took those down as when I contacted your lovely wife, she said that you were away.
0: Okay, and as you said, the date for mine was when I was in Afghanistan. Was the same for Javier's. And the same information otherwise? Yes. I was a bit
1: worried, but then, you know, once I had found out that things were fine for you, but this other fellow, Neville, what what can you tell me about him? Uh, Javier was in was also uh, spent some time at the library. I believe he was one of the uh,
0: transcribers as well. Did he now? Is that... I'm I'm not sure if it makes any sense to ask, but is that a recent development?
1: Neville just kind of, like, looks around. He looks genuinely confused. Professor Peasley, well, time is... Recent is a strange word when dealing with the things concerned with the chroniclers in the library.
0: Yes, I've noticed that myself. How have you been feeling? Myself, uh... Uh, nothing out of the ordinary. Good.
1: I've been a little bit under the weather, but I believe it is due to the current winds that are flowing in from the, sp- the spring currents from the ocean. Hmm. Now, Mr. Redacted, I looked into a few things, and it brought about my studies again. I now know of four rogues, and before, I had known none. It's become an increasingly an alarming, sh- alarming amount for me.
0: Four, including myself?
1: Yes. Yourself, Mr. Neville here, myself, and my son.
0: The two of you are rogues.
1: I cannot return back to the library, and I think that that may shorten my time. That is here when previously it had extended it.
0: And yet, uh, Neville took a trip to the library the last time I saw him.
1: Neville looks at you. I can't go back anymore.
0: It's not necessarily a bad thing.
1: But there's a comfort there. There's a zen in just sitting there and, and, and transcribing. I guess I'm lucky because I don't remember everything, but only some things. The last time that that your friend, the nice uh, FBI agent, uh, helped me, it seemed to open up something in my mind, in my memories.
0: Oh, what did you remember?
1: I remember the last thing I was writing about. What's that? Um... I was copying about a, a, uh, something called, uh, Sahelanthropus chidensis. At that, Professor Peasley starts, scribbles that down. Can you repeat that again? And Neville does.
0: That sounds like a, uh, the name of some kind of species, but I I don't recognize it.
1: Neville scratches his head. I I don't, I, I don't know much more, but it it talked about how some of them were able to move beyond and um they 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 had a, a connection um with the chroniclers
0: what sort of connection was the kind of thing you did
1: no like as a as a, as a species they 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 were something different um they were able to give give their uh, their kind You know, knowledge and information, the the chroniclers were able to give them that knowledge. It's all kind of... it's all kind of jumbled, but I
0: remember that. And they don't give our kind knowledge.
1: Not that I know of. I don't think we're supposed to get it.
0: We're just supposed to collect it and collate it.
1: Professor Peasley, I think that we are just merely a speck on this history that is going to be flicked off like a flea is flicked off the side of a bear.
0: How comforting. Yeah, well,
1: we have been around for how long, and it seems though the chroniclers have been around for much, much longer, chronicling our times.
0: Makes you wonder why they even bother with us. It does.
1: I would like to postulate that they are not interested in guiding us and just more watching.
0: Well, if we amuse them enough, maybe they'll uh, let us stick around. Oh,
1: I would hope so. Well, I would hate to see if they get involved. I mean, we have—they have involved themselves in some instances, but you know, I guess they've been a savior. But was that save? What was it worth actually saving? And he takes a, a sip of his tea and then pours a shot from a flask into the rest of his tea and finish off, finishes off the remainder in this
0: cup. So, you called me mainly about these posters. Yes. Your message gave me the sense that there was some urgency to this.
1: Yes, because Javier is missing, and Javier has been a guest at the library sometimes. Or as per Neville says, and Neville nods.
0: I don't suppose there's any way to tell if he's at the library now.
1: I am not allowed to enter back into the library. I am also not of proper state. With the medications that I am taking to continue on in this time frame, I don't believe I'm strong enough. But you and Neville, possibly, if you can get back, can possibly see about binding Javier. If you wish to. If you do not wish to, then we shall let him go about his own and remain missing.
0: No, I... I certainly ought to look into it at least.
1: I think there is something uh, that our our good friend here that is speaking about the Sahelianthropus, or Sahelanthropus, uh, sounds like it's a homini of sort. And he scratches himself. Think there might be something to that. I teach economics, though.
0: Yes, well, you know know of anybody who might have more information?
1: Mm, My son may. Anthropology is, is something he is interested in as it deals with psychology.
0: And he's still, uh, down in Southern California, I believe.
1: Yes, he's at Woodbury University. It's a fine place of education.
0: Well, I suppose I should get in touch with him, if you think this is related somehow. I do,
1: but I also worry that... Uh, Neville, Neville, ah uh, dear, can you tell or maybe take Mr. Redacted to the area where he had supposedly gone missing? Neville nods in agreement. I, 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 I can do that, yeah.
0: Oh, is that near here?
1: It's not far. Neville, unfortunately, has not been allowed his license to drive, as some of his paperwork for his citizenship and uh, birth is... looks left and right... Um, in absentia, if you will.
0: Yes, I, I suppose it would be, wouldn't it? Well, why don't we go look into that now, if you're not busy?
1: Well, I have some things to take care of here. I have classes, and I have first-year students that I must complete their 101 terms. Oh, I cannot believe some of the drivel that they hand in as
0: being assignments. Well, they're just starting out. They, They need to learn where the boundaries are.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I worry about the educational system leading them up to here. They should be well, well. Ah, well, I'm... I'm just a doddering old old professor, that is uh, anxious about the newer generations. Some of them are okay. Others, uh, disk, disk, disk.
0: I'm not sure if I have uh, your son's contact information. Can you? Do you have that available? Sure.
1: Reaches over and
0: opens up a Rolodex, pulls out
1: a card, and transcribes it onto his own business card. On the back of it, and hands it to you.
0: Excellent. Thank you.
1: Quite welcome. I know that this is odd, and we've dealt with some things and discussed some things previous, but these hyperdimensional extruded intelligences are fascinating, and I think we need to dig in more, but I do not mean to place this burden directly upon you. I will do my research as well as best I can with the information that I have available to me.
0: All right, well, you know how to contact me if you find anything.
1: I do, yes. Thank you for coming.
0: Well, thank you for calling.
1: He stands up, reaches out his hand, uh, shakes yours. He shakes Neville's hand, and Neville walks over, opens up the door, uh, motions for you, or waits for you to exit.
0: All right, I will go on out and uh, direct Neville to my car. You get down to the
1: car, and Neville seems, seems very well collected. You've seen him at times when he's been quite scattered. So, um... I'm I'm excited for for this. Maybe maybe we can learn something new.
0: It's always good to learn something new. So where are we going?
1: We're going to head toward Mere Woods. All right. Are you familiar with the uh, with the woods?
0: I've been there a few times.
1: It's a scenic drive to the national park. You get to the the opening trailhead and there is a ranger station there. This Trailhead is a popular tourist attraction. There's a lot of folks that come out for day walks, but there are some greater trails that lead up through the Northern California area here amongst the Redwoods. There is a sign-in book at the ranger station that is there just before the gift shop. There's a, a ranger and a few people working. There's quite a few folks here the silence of the forest is broken by the sounds of some of the crowds, even though it is a little bit later on in the afternoon. There's still quite a few people here. Neville brings you to the guest station at the ranger station, points to a book, and points at ranger. Hey, the missing guy, this guy, he's right here.
0: Uh, hello. Um, I apparently have gone been reported missing somehow.
1: Well, you are the most visible missing person that we've seen. Um, were you not missing? And he kind of shakes his head.
0: I I knew where I was, and I was certainly nowhere near here. Okay. I'm just curious as to uh, what made people think I was missing. So, what's your name again? Uh, my name is Redacted. Okay. Let's
1: see here. Oh, because uh, you signed in and there was no checkoff, uh, and a vehicle was not claimed after a week. We do have a couple rules on that. And uh, we did reach out to the owner of the vehicle, and uh, we've gotten no response. It looks as though that with no, no contact and no further check in, and a request from uh, Julio Castillo. Castillo? Castillo. Castillo. Put in the request showing that, that you were Hugh, as well as a Javier Castillo, were missing, have not returned home. Apparently, Julio is a family member of Javier. Is that is that correct?
0: Yes, he's Javier's brother.
1: Oh, all right.
0: Remind me, is Julio the one in the hospital or the one who's homeless?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, Julio's in the hospital.
0: Well, I, I will have to speak with Julio. The vehicle, I assume, was Javier's?
1: Yes, um, I'm sorry. It looks like it was a uh, Toyota pickup truck, a Tacoma.
0: And do I recognize that?
1: Yeah, uh, Javier has a forest green Toyota Tacoma.
0: That is interesting. but uh, Well, I haven't seen Javier in quite a while, but that is his truck.
1: Um, Is this your handwriting? And he spins a, a book and shows you, and it is not but it is your name and it is Javier's name.
0: Would I recognize Javier's handwriting? Oh, yeah, because
1: you went to school with him. That is have, uh, Javier's handwriting in both instances.
0: Well, that is, uh, it looks like Javier's handwriting there, but, uh, well, I wish I could ask him what was going on.
1: Oh, oh so you didn't sign in? Oh. You know, we'd work on the honor system. Sadly, some folks are not honorable. Is, is Javier... Have you been able to get in contact with, with uh, this fellow, Mr. Castillo?
0: Uh, I have not tried yet.
1: Would Would you mind maybe giving him a call? Cause uh, you know, if we can get this taken care of, you know, missing hiker and finding of missing hiker would would be be nice for us.
0: I'm sure it would. Well, you found one.
1: Yeah, we found one. That's that's good. But you weren't missing in the first place. But I guess that's better than better than not better than the, better than the alternative, right? And he, and he smiles.
0: I hope so. All right. I will I will try to call Javier.
1: You ring Javier's phone, and it goes to his voicemail.
0: And I'll leave a message. Uh, Javier, it's redacted. Trying to get in touch with you. Uh, we've got a missing three persons report on you. Uh, please give me a call. We need to clear things up.
1: A few moments later, you get a text message from Javier. Cathedral Grove signpost do I recognize what that refers to
0: have you been, been to Mer woods river yes i went on a uh, company outing uh, not not so long ago
1: it is a grove that is in Mer woods about a mile about a half mile into the woods itself it is a the home to the tallest and oldest redwoods in all of mur woods
0: all right um i will tell the ranger I, I just uh, want to take a bit of a walk up and see if we can get idea, an idea where Javier might have gone to. All
1: right. You had you had it now. Uh, are you going to be going on one of the longer trails or just, just heading into uh, the area here?
0: Oh, I don't expect to be long, and, and I will definitely
1: check back in with you when I return. I appreciate that, because having a missing person be found and then go missing again, wouldn't that be some shit?
0: Yeah, that gets really awkward, doesn't it? Yeah, right, Neville. Would you feel like taking a walk?
1: This place is gorgeous, and you notice he's been looking up the entire time.
0: Yeah, they're uh, impressive trees, aren't they?
1: Yeah, they are. It smells pretty here too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you you head along the wooden boardwalk and make your way. It's not a very long trip, but you make your way to Cathedral Grove. Even the birds seem to respect the silence here. It's a selection of trees that are quite large and quite tall and quite old. The wooden boardwalk walkway to it is well-maintained, and there are signs leading left, right, pointing in different directions to different areas of the hike along this part of the area. This is the more well-traveled, popular area, the touristy type thing. Not something for, you know, well, true hikers and through hikers do like it but it's certainly uh, manufactured. You do see a sign that says Cathedral Grove. It is a hand-painted wooded sign that's there.
0: Well, I'll go up to it and look around.
1: Go ahead and give me an alertness roll.
0: Oh, rolling the dice. We're gonna roll dice. 67 out of 53. You're looking at the
1: sign and you don't catch anything on the sign itself. Neville is still looking up, and his jaw is wide open. There is a sense of childlike wonder that is present in Neville that is absent in most adults. Maybe because he's kind of going through a second or third or fourth life now, but seeing many new things. Beyond the sign, over the fence, you see a bit of trash on the ground near a very large tree.
0: Well, I'll go over and pick it up.
1: So that means that you have to hop over the fence into the the protected area of, amongst the ferns and other greenery.
0: Oh dear! Well, we can't have that. How far is it past the fence? About twelve feet. No, I'm not going. I'm not going to go that far. At least not yet. Okay. I will. I will take out my phone and text back to Javier. Here I am.
1: A moment or so later,
0: I don't see you. Text back, I'm standing right by the signpost with Neville.
1: Go to the UN plaque.
0: Alright, I will look for the UN plaque.
1: You find a large, monument-style plaque that talks about the history of this area and the United Nations. Out of the corner of your eye, in the middle of this grove, you see a bit of movement. And Javier stumbles from behind a tree and falls face forward into the ferns on the other side of the fence.
0: I will go and uh, check to see if he's okay.
1: You head in and he is covered in scratches, fine scratches all over. He's dressed in in hiking gear, picks his eyes up and looks at you. Oh, man.
0: Are Are you okay? Not really. What happened?
1: Um... He pulls himself onto his knees and reaches his hands for you to help him up. And uh, he gets pulled up to his feet. His uh, left hand is clutched into a fist. I don't think I should have done that. He takes a step forward and then just collapses. Okay, I'll try to uh, help him up and support him. Oh... Here. Here. I can trust you. What is it? He hands a USB drive. What's this? I transferred
0: stuff to the drive. What stuff?
1: Uh, his eyes go wide. His pupils and irises disappear and his eyes are just white. He begins to shake violently, almost as though that he's having a seizure. What's wrong? He's not responding. Neville is by your side. Uh, what's going on
0: help me carry him okay where are we going try to get him back to the ranger station
1: you see that there is because you've gone past at your right foot there is a business card that was the trash that you saw
0: pick it up and just put it in my pocket for now
1: and you take back uh, Javier to the ranger station yep you drag him along this wooden footpath with urgency The rangers and a couple of people see you dragging him. A couple of the rangers come out and uh, begin to uh, administer first aid, you know, kind of triage, look him over. Kind of take him off your hands if you allow him.
0: Yeah, but I'll stay close. Okay.
1: They lay him down. His eyes have gone back to being normal and he's unconscious.
0: Well, he's not missing anymore, but uh, I don't know what happened to him.
1: You mean this is the other missing guy? Yep. All right well let's we called for an ambulance so an ambulance is on the way. Javier is unresponsive though his vitals seem to be okay. After about a half an hour, the ambulance arrives. EMS shows up and uh, place him on the gurney you know ask you who are you and, and whatnot. Uh, are you relations to the to this man? One of the EMS people uh, bark out.
0: Uh, no just a
1: friend. We can't have you come along in the ambulance, but we're going to be going to the Marin Health Medical Center. Are you familiar with what that's at? I can find it. All right. If you want to meet us there, uh, that'll help us because he's non-responsive. This way, we can we can get more information as well. Okay. Previous to this, one of the EMS people was basically taking a taking a quick statement from you as well. You know, we got your contact number. They asked Neville, Neville gives him his cell phone number, which- He kind of has a bit of pride in stating that he has now. Neville looks at you. Do you, do you, did did you feel that? Feel what? He was out of step. When? When When he, when he, when he showed up in the grove.
0: I'm not sure. I, I just all of a sudden saw him.
1: Oh dear. What did he say to you when, when he was there before he went into his fit? Oh, not much. I hope he's okay. Yeah, me too. You head to the hospital? Uh, yes. When you get to the hospital, the the nurses in the emergency room try to take as much information about him as possible. Once, if he become When he becomes cognizant and conscious, we'll call you back, the, the kind nurse at the... Uh, well, she's not so kind. She's actually kind of matter of the fact, but kind enough in this situation.
0: Okay, and I will give them... Julio's name as his uh, closest relative, but I don't have contact information for Julio, and I'm not going to give him the hospital as an address. There is the phone number on the missing poster. Yeah, but I haven't checked what that is yet. <laughs> so, um, But I will, t- I will show them the poster and say um, if they contact the Marin police, they, they can pass the information on to
1: Julio. All right, excellent. A police officer's there on site. You're waiting in the emergency room lobby and a police officer, a Marine police officer, comes by. She sits down. She asks you for your information, for Neville's information about it, also information about Javier. Basically, you're telling all of the things in triplicate. Well, I'm glad we were able to find find the missing hikers.
0: Well, about that, there were apparently two hikers and they thought one of them was me, but I, I wasn't there. So I don't know if... Javier just filled in an extra name, or if there was somebody else with him that we don't know about,
1: hmm, the police officer just nods at that, and they head off to process more paperwork and to do other police officer things. A nurse comes out to you uh redacted, yes, they motion for you to come by. Mr. Castillo is conscious, and he requested to uh to see you.
0: oh good. how's he doing
1: uh he's doing better he came in he was having a bit of a he had a seizure that we know of he's covered in a lot of of surface cuts like they're under his clothes did he happen to go running through you know a a rose bush butt naked I
0: don't really know no okay
1: they take you back to the ER room and it's not really so much a room as it's a large area that's uh, curtained off from others He's all hooked up to machines, taking vitals and whatnot, and he's got oxygen. He kind of he smiles at you.
0: Oh. Hey, buddy. Hey, you're looking better?:
1: Yeah, thank you. Um yeah, sorry about that.
0: Hey, not, not a problem. I'm just glad you're OK. So where did you go?: You wouldn't
1: believe me if I
0: told you. Was it a library?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was. I'd believe you. I knew that I was going to be rough, but uh, you you were going to be... If things didn't work out well, they would reach out to you. That's why I put you down, because you would know how to find me.
0: So it was just you? Yeah. Well, I ought to let the police know that there's not another missing person then.
1: Yeah, that didn't work out how I wanted.
0: Well, it didn't help that I was uh not available at the time. So what what happened?
1: I was able to get information. I I found something, and uh, I'm I. I don't understand all of it, but I got a lot of it. He reaches into his cargo pocket and pulls out a cable. On one end is a B slot for a USB, and then the adapter on the other end. You're ne- you've never seen this type of adapter before. Hell, it looks like it's straight out of science fiction. It has glass, and inside the glass, there's tiny wires and some crystals. And it looks like he did a bodge job in connecting a cable to it.
0: Oh, I. That looks interesting. What does it plug into?
1: The library.
0: How'd you manage that? I went
1: to. So, okay. I went back to the mine. And I found some uh like longitude and latitude markers uh they were just written down, so I figured what the hell I'd go find it and I ended up at a you know i you know follow T to, took me right to the front steps of the Petaluma Historical Library and Museum. you ever been there?
0: I don't believe I have
1: pretty place. I went in and I noticed that there was a you know, just followed in and, and I and I saw Cesar in there working on something. Okay. And a a man approached me and uh said that I was not right. And he knew everything about me, my family, my history. Hell, he even knew my email password and told it to me and said that I could go back. And told me to go to the cathedral grove. And uh, I would know it when I saw it. And uh, Cesar. I got to talk to Caesar. Caesar's not dead, man. Caesar's doing okay.
0: I've kind of lost track of which of you are alive and dead and missing and whatever.
1: he uh, He's the one that gave me this. And he points at the, the tip of the adapter, the one that looks strange. And he said he found it. He was gonna sell it, but he knew it was important. It was important to you, was important to me. Was important in finding Julio.
0: I know where Julio is, I think.
1: You do? And all of a sudden his vitals start picking up quite a bit.
0: Yeah, he's he was in a hospital. Is he here? Not this one. And yeah, in San Francisco. Is he okay? Um seem to be. He's kind of upset though. Okay. Why, why would he be upset? Uh, cause he, uh, thought you were dead.
1: Oh no, well, alright, well, maybe my brother's, Mm. And he just shakes his head, Mike, I'm not feeling right, there's something. His mouth opens up and his eyes roll back into his head, and his vitals start going a bit crazy. You hear the beeping in the background. From the instruments monitoring his health Some nurses come in
0: I'm just gonna back away and get out of the way
1: They take his pulse And they basically do a once over On him to see what's going on His vitals level out Pretty quickly Look so around Oh hey redacted What are you doing here I'm Seth Jones and I play River I'm Dan Voschkevich The Handler Our story is based on the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Back in Bedlam is an original story created by me, Dan Vaskevich, with assistance from Seth Jones. If you like our story, there are a few ways to support us, First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons. Stephen Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Tom Padula, M.S. Aznikar, Heather Nay, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bob Clancy, Kit Thompson. Danny, Lady Bedivere, Sherrick Manning, Red Dead Coquette, Blardemus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate, DB, Eli the Kraut, Mickey Mocky, and the entity some have called George. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreportspodcast.com. All of our handouts are archived there. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to Agent Harker through the contact form there. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quests and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quests and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Join us next week because a single inky black wing propels a hunter through the darkest of night and eyes, way, way too many eyes, peer at us from the abyss, waiting for us to let down our guards so they can consume our puny existence and subjugate the remainder in the names of the old gods.